This is the punt return with Woot and Y. And it's all proudly brought to you by Reading the Play. The place to go for the winning edge. Welcome back to another episode of the Punt Return. Recording on a Friday night. Uh, this is the, probably the first time in a while that uh, I've recorded on a Friday night. We used to, uh, Woot and I used to do a, a Friday night recording here and there um, to avoid waking up on a Saturday morning uh, back in the old days when we used to do a Saturday morning pod. But here we are on a Friday evening. Uh, week 14 is ahead. We didn't have any plays today. We didn't really uh, want to roll the dice or run the gauntlet with the uh, Falcons Saints game so uh it was very easy um to to uh push the episode back a day uh given that Mr NFL is enjoying a, a mid-season break um and I say mid-season because we like to uh roll deep into the playoffs but he joins me on the line Mr NFL uh he's in Noosa at the moment how are you buddy yeah I've just pulled myself away from the sunbed and the uh pina colada and um <laughs> no, I, I like the Friday slot um what like you said uh Josh um Happy to pass on today's game. It was a tough pick, and you know, either way, it was a bit of a coin flip. So, you know, it, passing on games like that is just as good as finding a winner in my eyes. You know, you can push it, and then you know, it's a bit of a flip, and you know, I really think you know, there's better value uh, ahead on the card. Yeah, and uh, last week, unfortunately, the uh, the Chargers let us down. We both had them uh, minus thirteen and a half versus Cleveland. Just didn't finish a couple of drives off. Um, they they played well and outgained Cleveland by a substantial margin, but yeah, missed field goal, um, and then a, a couple of drives sort of stalled um, and, and couldn't finish them off. But they they won comfortably, but uh, unfortunately didn't get the uh, the biscuits for us. Yeah, look, uh, you're you're absolutely nailed there, mate. Um, you know, I'm disappointed to let the punters down on on that um, excellent uh, work you guys put together with the, oh, well yourself um, picking those wonderful numbers. You know, you did an excellent job last week and. Yeah, look, Rivers threw enough yards for plenty of points. Look, 340 yards uh, over that number and had plenty of opportunity down in the, in the red zone and, you know, a bit disappointing. And, but I sort of mentioned the Browns last week and, you know, they're a team that sort of hangs in there. But, um, yeah, a bit disappointed in, in the production down that uh, red area in the red zone. And, you know, they, they just didn't get the TDs. And, you know, a blown field goal, you know, that makes a difference. So... You know, look, we we move on, and you know, we'll, we'll find some more um, better players moving forward. And you know, the Chargers, they're still a watch. Maybe not this week for me. Yep. And uh, how did uh, reading the play do overall last week across uh, college football and NFL? Yeah, the, the numbers were, you know, it was a bit of a push week. We were down uh, unit plus. Um, you know, on the NFL, we went two and three with some good numbers on on Minnesota picking them up. And I know you love them and played them as well. And you know, uh, just got let down on a total, and um, you know the college went one and one, and you know went plus half a unit. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best week, but it wasn't the worst week. So you know, we'll um, you know take our licks and move forward to this week. Yep. And uh, speaking of this week, oh, and last week, sorry, uh, the, the podcast itself went four from six. Uh, I was four from five. The Chargers' loss was the only one that uh, let us down, but it accounted for two of our plays. Um, so some people might have doubled down on that. Um, apologies, but uh, yeah, we still went for I uh, still went four from five uh, last week. But let's look ahead to week fourteen. Uh, what have you got for us uh, in in one of the you know the the last remaining weeks uh, here in the regular season? Yeah, look, uh, just breezing over the card and really sort of you know working out which ones uh, look at good value and the early lines and totals. You know, there's one that stood out for me. It was the Raiders and the Chiefs, and you know. I, 
just looking at the numbers and, and offensively and defensively, I really like the over. Um, the number was 47 earlier in the week, and you know um, we put that out for the replay guy. So if you're a subscriber, you would have hopefully locked that in. Yep. But you know, I don't know. The numbers moved up to like 48 and a half or around that number. Correct. Still playing my eyes. I really think there's great value there still. 49 is a key number. So if you're listening, I think you should you know jump on and try to grab that 48 and a half before it rolls up even further. Um, you know, just breaking down the play, look, two teams that met earlier in the year, um, 61 points total. So, you know, I, I can see another game playing out the same. You know, they're both offensively strong um, passing games. So I really see, you know, a lot of movement through the air and a, a fast-paced game and sort of like a shootout type style. Uh, look, and then on the flip side, on the defensive side, look, but these teams on a DVO basis, they'll... Some of the worst in the league, like thirty second yep. for Oakland and twenty eighth for Kansas City. So I really feel like, you know, on a defensive, uh, you know, slant, you know, these teams, you know, it ain't their strength. So I really think that there's going to be some points scored, and I really still think there's plenty of value in that total. Um, and not just over the passing game. I, I Marshawn Lynch, uh, Lynch was back last week and had a great game and. And, and Kansas City have got one of the worst running Ds in the league also. So I really feel like he might make some headway. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the play. I think it's a great one and plenty of ASL lock it in now. Yeah, and uh, if you, as you said, if you are reading the play um, subscriber, you would have got that early tip um, about, uh, I think, 48 hours ago at, at 47.5. So if you if you just want to play the 47.5, you can buy that point. A lot of places offer alternate totals or pick your own line. So a dollar seventy-two if you like the over forty-seven and a half, um, but uh, over forty-eight and a half at the moment is a dollar ninety-five. So um, you can uh, you know choose which one you prefer if you want to um, just take the lesser price and, and feel a little bit safer with your pick. Um, you can go over forty-seven and a half at a dollar seventy-two. Um, I agree with you in in both these teams standing out on a, a poorly uh, on a DVOA basis. Um, across the board on defense, both very, very average. Yeah, it's a bit of a standout for me. It really, when I was breaking down the numbers, you know, to have that mix of, you know, really top 10 offenses, uh, the Raiders, you know, despite, you know, not having the best year, their offense has been pretty, pretty good. And the special teams on both sides have been pretty good. So, you know, it's a nice mix of, you know, uh, defensive frailty and, you know, offensive, uh, Capability, you know, so I think it's it's a good play, and like I said, forty eight and a half is still a really good number, and I'm happy for that to be rated in our uh, multi if you want to go that way, Josh. So, yep, look, you know, still get on. Yep, I'll uh, detail our multi um, at the end of the show once I go through my five picks. Um, but before we let you go, uh, what's in store from uh, reading the play this week? Oh, uh, look, look, normal subs are up, you know, but there's some excellent. Um, Early bird savings on the BBL, which uh, kicks off very shortly. They've got a great summer subscription options, although a bit of a mix and match with BBL, A-League and horse racing. You can you can choose how you want to roll there with those sort of numbers. And, and there's some excellent early uh, subs to get and you know make some savings. Uh, and normally, at the start of any new uh, support, they'll put out an uh, early bird. So, look, if you, you know really like um, anything with regard to cricket or the, the A-League, you know, get online and of course, you know, we'll have our great uh, NFL and college breakdowns up on online over 
before the weekend or around the weekend. And so I really encourage the the flotilla of Wooten Wire listeners. Oh, I'd like to think they're floating out there now that I'm up in Noosa looking out at the water. And, yep. you know, come and visit the website, subscribe and have some fun with us. You know, it's been a very enjoyable season so far and we're going to finish it off big. Yep, I definitely agree there. Mr. NFL, enjoy the rest of your break. Uh, don't drink too many pina coladas and uh, we'll talk... Uh, next week, and hopefully talking about uh, some uh, more winnings. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. look forward to the rest of the play. You've been on fly, mate, and I hope the, the listeners are really taking note and then getting on, and um, yeah, hopefully our Mouldy can salute. All right, big thanks to Mr. NFL for joining us. I'll go through uh, my five plays in Week 14. I'm uh, without Wood again, but uh, four out of five last week in his absence uh, so feeling confident, um, riding high. Uh, the last few weeks, uh, I've been on a solid run here, um, picking some players. I was very proud last week with my Jets and Vikings. I did mention it, and I didn't officially rule them as my underdogs because I, uh, I cut that segment out without Woot because it just kind of doesn't feel the same without Woot. But um, if you hopefully took them at the money line as well, I did say I, I thought both of them would win the game outright. And I've got a couple more upsets in... Uh, some uh, teams at the plus that I like this week. So let's get straight into it here. Uh, my first play is the Chargers, minus 5.5 against Washington. Uh, I think the Chargers are, are flying high. I know they didn't cover last week, and as we said at the top of the show with Mr. NFL, that they just sort of just didn't finish finish drives enough to, to get the win here. But this line's only 5.5 now, and the Chargers have got one of the best set of pass rushers in the league, and they'll take full advantage of, of a really banged-up Redskins offensive line. The Redskins are really injured right now and have taken some bad beats. Um, so I think um, their sort of heads are down and the Chargers, meanwhile, are playing themselves into the playoff contention and into a lot of power rankings. They've surged into the top 10. I think they're firmly the third best team in the AFC. I'd take them over a lot of um, a lot of teams and they've been on a roll since their 0-4 start and their only two losses have, came, have come against the Pats and the Jags. The Pats was in New England as well and, and that was the... Travis Benjamin, idiotic um, safety that kind of pushed that game into a weird spiral there. And the Jags, they blew in the last two minutes in typical Chargers fashion. But um, look, their pass rush, their def- and elite pass, pass defense, top-tier quarterback, outstanding passing offense. Everything ticks the boxes for the Chargers. They've got everything you need in a team that can be dominant. And I just don't think Washington have the personnel to attack LA's weakness. I think Kirk Cousins can only do so much. And I think... The Chargers D, I think they'll uh, keep keep the door closed and and help the the Chargers cover this number. Um, and you know, offensively, the Chargers they rank 14th in offense, and the Redskins they rank uh, 25th in defense in terms of points per game. So 14th in offensive points per game against the 25th uh, defensive points per game. So I like that. Um, talking about it, sort of the Jekyll and Hyde of the Chargers, some fun splits from Aaron uh, Schatz, the guy behind DVOA. First five weeks. Uh, the Chargers were 17th in offense and 25th in defense. From week 6 to 13, they're ranked 8th in offense in DVOA and 7th in defense DVOA. So I think the Chargers win. I think they cover. Uh, so the Chargers minus 5.5 is my first play. Um, my next play is one of those underdogs I was talking about. Um, I like Arizona plus 3 against the uh, Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans aren't a good football team, um, and they're definitely not a good football team uh, on the road either. So they're... Uh, one and four against the spread in their last five games on the road. Um, and they're also just two, three, and one against the spread in their last six games. And one of those was uh, Derek Henry just running a 80-yard touchdown um, in complete garbage time uh, to cover last week. So that 
that they had no business covering that game. Uh, they're lucky to escape with a win against the Texans last week. So look, they're eight and four, but they're nowhere near as talented as their record suggests. They've got a negative point differential and a negative DVOA. Um, since they beat the Jags in week two, uh, they've had trouble on the road. They've either got blown out by good teams or struggled against bad ones. And I, I don't think Arizona is a bad team. I think their defense is good enough. They're six in DVOA. I think they're, they're good enough to give Tennessee some fits here. And they've been quietly competitive. You know, they lost earlier in the year 33-0 to the Rams. But then last week, they played the Rams tough. I know they lost by double digits, but they played them tough for a lot of that game. And they've been doing it with a backup quarterback. Um, so I do think that Blaine Gabbert could have a pretty solid day against a Titans defense that ranks 25th in DVOA. I think Tennessee are not going to have as much success running the ball against Arizona. They only allow 3.7 yards per carry. So the difference in DVOA is tiny as well. Tennessee are 20th. They're 8-4 and four and they're 20th in DVOA. That's ridiculous. And Arizona are 23rd. So, look, I am, I'm taking the Cardinals, plus three against Tennessee, and... They're one of my underdog plays this week. I think they win outright. I think I think they win this game at home. They're 6-1 straight up in their last seven games against AFC South teams. So Arizona plus three versus Tennessee. That's one of my plays. In fact, it's one of my plays in the multi. It's the first leg in the multi. Arizona plus three versus Tennessee. I really like it. Um, that's going to be the first leg in the multi with Mr. NFL's play um, at the total. I think for the multi, I'll use his initial um, 47.5 to pick your own line there. Um, so you've got a dollar ninety-one into a dollar seventy-two here to start the multi. Um, but my third play is a total. I've got a couple of totals here under forty-one um, in Minnesota Carolina game. Both these NFC contenders they're a lot stronger on defense than offense. Um, am I a little bit worried now that the Carolina the result today means Carolina are a little bit more desperate to win? A little bit. But the Vikings have allowed 300 yards of offense just once in their past nine games. And they've just held two excellent teams, the Rams and the Falcons, to less than 10 points over the last three weeks. The defensive display last week against the Falcons was outstanding. Um, they're 8-0 and straight up and, and against the spread in their last eight games against the NFC South teams, the Vikings. So I expect them to be really stingy on defense and, and gritty and, and tough to beat. So I think... The under is the play here. I uh, mentioned the teams being a lot stronger on defense. Minnesota are 8th in DVOA defense. Carolina are 7th in DVOA defense. So we have two top 8 teams in defense going ahead against each other. And Carolina, they struggle offensively. They're 19th in DVOA, where Minnesota are 6th. So look, you could see Minnesota putting up some points and Carolina struggling a little bit. Cam Newton on his day, though, obviously, you know, the the, the downside and the risk in this play is Cam Newton on his day is an MVP. He, he can turn it on and, and, and produce those super Cam games. But I like this, that when the Vikings and Panthers play each other, the under is trending in their past seven meetings between these two clubs. The under is 5-2. and two. So I'm taking under 41 in the Minnesota-Carolina game. My other total is in... Seattle and Jacksonville. I like under 40 as the play here. Um, I just fail to see how these teams are going to score a lot of points. Um, and you, you see 40, and it is a low number, but I just can't see Blake Bortles throwing like he did against the Colts. He always plays really, really well against the Colts. He looks like Tom Brady against the Colts. I know it. Every every year we, we, make, the, we make Blake Bortles look like Joe Montana and Tom Brady and all the talkback shows 
uh, following week are talking about, oh, you know, maybe Blake Bortles is okay. Maybe they can win playoff games with Blake Bortles. But then it comes crashing back to earth when he has to play some semblance of a real defense. So, look, I do think the Jags are going to do the same to Russell Wilson. The one thing that the, that the Seahawks have been able to do all year is throw the ball and Russell Wilson produce through the air. That's the one thing that the Jags can stop. Their pass defense is sensational. It is the number one pass defense in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey and, and AJ Boye have just been sensational all year. Jalen Ramsey's a legit defensive player of the year candidate. So I'm looking at these two matchups and I just fail to see where the points are going to come from. We we know that Seattle are banged up and the Legion of Boom is the Legion of whom right now um, because of those injuries, but they're still a top 10 team in DVOA defense. They're 13th against the pass, they're 7th against the rush. A lot of that obviously is factored and weighed heavily to their early season with those players at the helm, but they've done a great job even without them in terms of uh, of shutting things down and, and having long drives and keeping the ball out of the opposition's hand, and I just don't see how um, the Jags passing attack, you know, it's not obviously the most dangerous in the league, how they're going to put up points, how... Leonard Fournette, if they shut down Leonard Fournette, they shut down um, this offense, and I think I think they can do that. And then on the other side of the ball, I just just don't see how Russell Wilson can really explode um, with, a, with a plethora of points. As good as he's been this season, it, it is very, very hard to, uh, to score on the Jacksonville defense. So, look, both teams, they'll try and win with a defensive-minded, mistake-free football game. Um, the Seahawks are traveling cross-country as well, um, and Here's a good stat for you. The total's gone under in five of Jacksonville's last six games, and the total's gone under in four of Seattle's last five games. So two top 10 DVOA defenses, or top nine, um, and under-trending for both teams. I like the under here. Under 40, Seattle versus Jacksonville. That's also the third leg of our multi with Mr. NFL. So if you're looking at the multi here, you've got uh, Chiefs versus Raiders over 47.5 at $1.72. We've got Arizona plus three versus Tennessee at a dollar ninety one, and under forty in Seattle versus Jacksonville at a dollar ninety one. That gives you a total of six dollars twenty seven for the multi. Um, that's the three leg parlay there, or the three team teaser, um, as you are in the states like to call it. Um, that's the multi there with Mister NFL from reading the play. And uh, my last play, my singular last play in week fourteen here, is also my second. Underdog pick. My first underdog pick is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think they're at two dollars thirty-five at the moment. They are two dollars thirty-five to beat the Titans. But my last play is Cleveland plus three against the Green Bay Packers. I just don't see why Brett Hundley should be giving away a field goal on the road against any team. Any team. I I, I just can't see it. Um, look, I, they they've got to win to to remain hopeful, but. That Atlanta win today really makes it tough for the Packers, even if they win this game and Aaron Rodgers coming back to make the playoffs. It's it's going to be a very, very uphill battle. Um, not that that means anything in relation to this game, but it it just doesn't feel right for Huntley to be giving away a field goal to any team on the road this season. The Packers, they're going to be a bit tired as well. They've, they've come off back-to-back overtime games, and everyone talked about the win last week, but... In overtime, the Packers ran the ball every single play. They didn't trust Brett Hundley to throw it whatsoever. Had He had some nice scrambles, but the overtime win was all 
Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Hunley had barely anything to do with it. He threw for 84 yards against the Buccaneers' defense, who were 31st in passing DVOA. 84 yards. 84 yards in a win. That's not sustainable. Um, look, Cleveland's slightly better against the pass, 26 in DVOA. But do you know what Cleveland are? They're number one in DVOA versus the run this year. Quietly overlooked how stingy their run defense has been this year. Um, and maybe the, some of that is teams just enjoy throwing the ball against them rather than running because they just have more success that way. But, you know, you're, if you're the Packers, you're... Your number one rule when you're playing with Brett Hundley is to establish a run. That's how you win. You you do not want Brett Hundley dropping back 47 times in a game. You, you do not want your number one you know offensive play or your your key to the game is Brett Hundley throwing. And I think the Browns they're gonna if they can shut down Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, I think they can shut down this Packers offense. I really think they can. And the key to that as well on the other side of the ball is is Kaiser and Gordon. Look, Kaiser hasn't been great, but he's improved over the last few weeks. Um, and, and thanks to, and that's fun, you know, thanks to him finally having some healthy and some talented wide receivers. So it's Josh Gordon's second game back. So look, they're a little bit rusty and, and missed on a few throws and connections. But a part of that as well was that Gordon was playing against Casey Haywood, who's been one of, one of, if not, um, no, not the best. Jalen Ramsey's been great, but I think Jalen, uh, Casey Haywood's at least been a top three cornerback this season, and I think that's going to be a massive difference in terms of the matchup here. Um, so Josh Gordon's second game back, he's versing the Packers, 21st-ranked passing DVOA defense. They've just put Kevin King, their their first-round rookie selection, on IR. So Gordon's playing, drawing Devon House. He went 4 for 85 against Casey Haywood. Now he's taking on Devon House. And I think the connection with Kaiser will be better. You have Cleveland stopping the run and shutting down this Packers offense. I think Cleveland win this game. They win. They get their first win on the board. All good vibes. They signed John Dorsey as their general manager today. Things are looking up for Cleveland. Not that Sashi Brown looks seems to be the problem. I do think Hugh Jackson is the problem. It's so hard in today's NFL to be one in twenty eight or one in twenty seven over your last twenty eight games as a head coach. That's insane in terms of how many how much luck's involved with winning a single NFL game, just how bad he has been. Um, and, you know, teams create their own luck. The Pats are great at doing that, but still the Browns, he, he's been really bad. But in saying that, I do think um, they get their win. They get the uh, they get the one in the win column, and I think they do it against Green Bay. And it would be the most Green Bay thing ever, a week before getting Aaron Rodgers back, win and they're still alive. Aaron Rodgers comes back, he can run the table and, and, and produce a magic magical run into the playoffs. It would be the most Packers thing ever for them to lose this game, and it wouldn't matter at all whether Aaron Rodgers comes back next week or not, and it will just shatter the dreams. It just feels like something that would happen in 2017 in the NFL this year. So that's my last play. Just repeating all of my plays for you um, in Week 14. I went 4 from 5 last week, so let's go one better and go 5 from 5 this week. Under 41 and a half. Uh, under 41, sorry, Minnesota and Carolina was 41 and a half. Yesterday when we we're supposed to do the sh- show, but uh, unfortunately a little bit of scheduling issues with Mr. NFL, but all good. We can do it today. So under 41, Minnesota and Carolina, uh, Arizona plus three versus Tennessee, under 40 in Seattle versus Jacksonville. The Chargers minus five and a half versus Washington and Cleveland plus three versus Green Bay. I also like uh, Cleveland at two dollars. I think they're at uh, where are we? Well, the Cardinals are at two dollars thirty-five. I like them to win outright. 
by themselves. And I'm just trying to find the Browns price. They are $2.40 to beat the Packers as well. So um, $2.35 for the Cardinals against the Titans and the Browns, $2.40 um, against the Green Bay Packers at home there. I get that. I think they get their first win. I just got a good feeling about Cleveland this week. That wraps up uh, week 14's edition of the Punt Return. Please check out our other podcast. We had RJ Ochoa on this week, and we had about an hour and 20 minutes talking uh, NFL and projecting an interesting offseason with free agent quarterbacks um, and quarterbacks that may be available to trade, like Alex Smith, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, and the like. And we had all our other game picks for Week 14. So plenty of good stuff in there. And if you like playing Moneyball and DFS, please check out uh, the DFS Down Under podcast that we do with Fantasy Insider. And we'll be back next week. This has been the Punt Return. Don't forget to check out readingtheplay.com to get the winning edge on all sports and racing. You can also check out all bets mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwhy.com. And make sure to follow each of the boys on Twitter at ThisIsWoot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Why. And as always, gamble responsibly. <laughs>